Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Thank God it's Monday. How was your weekend? I am uh, couldn't wait to get back to uh, to the air today because, uh, you know, honey-do list all weekend long. You know, and then that's not a big deal. But uh, I was ready to come back because there's just so much I want to. I was chomping at the bit, as it were, to <laughs> discuss all of the uh, things that I saw this weekend. Uh, one thing I got called out for yesterday, I did my monthly run to the wholesale club. And I kind of mix it up. But one month I'll go to Costco, and the next month I'll go to Sam's Club. And yesterday uh, there were a couple more expensive things. It was one of those things where the trip where you buy the stuff for the bathroom. That's the most expensive. We were a Friends episode. It would be called The Trip When You Buy the Stuff in the Bathroom. Because that's the most expensive stuff. You got your deodorant. You got your shampoo and conditioner. You got your dental floss. You got uh, all of the stuff you need in the bathroom. That's the most expensive stuff generally. So I had to buy, like, I got six rolls of dental floss for, like, 12 bucks. This is $12. That'll last me for six months, the whole deal. Anyway, so my wife, uh, she sends me this note this morning. She's like, you spent $320 at Sam's Club. And I just felt like I needed to, you know, tell her what's going on with the economy. Because she deals with other stuff. I do all the grocery shopping. I mean, she knows that our electric bill's gone up. But she was just thinking I was doing what I do sometimes when I buy stupid crap. You know, like, oh, wow, we need pickled sausages. You know, just goofy crap like that that's on sale. Not saying that at least one thing didn't happen yesterday. But that's how much prices have gone up. We went from uh, about 225 250 to uh, 320-ish for the trip to Sam's Club for the month. This on top of the $94 fill-up on Friday that used to be $34. So, you know, things are getting a little real. I was driving by this weekend. Are you about tired of driving by car dealerships and not seeing a damn car in the lot? I drove by the Ford dealership up because I ordered a, a, a truck about eight months ago, my first new car in 20 years. No sign of it. No no guarantee when it's going to be there. Uh, no, uh, no VIN number yet. Eight months into this thing and and then also by the way we ordered a couch eight months ago too and that's been delayed again it's a freaking couch okay our first new couch in 25 years first new car in 20 years both of them are stuck somewhere in the ether because you know uh pete booty gig would rather talk about abortion or Pete Boot Edge Edge, the transportation secretary, who clearly is transphobic because he never wants to talk about transportation. That's why he's transphobic. He's afraid of transportation as the trans secretary. Now, the interesting thing is there are millions, well, hundreds of thousands, certainly probably, of people in the transportation industry in this country who are more qualified than this idiot, all right, this academic child who was the mayor of of, uh, you know, a small South Bend, Indiana, and now he's the transportation secretary, and the reason being, A, political payback, B, he rode a, uh, he rode a train in college once. I'm talking about, it's nothing like that. He rode a train, it's a, it's a vehicle with wheels on it, stays on tracks, that's what I'm talking about. But anyway, so he rode a train in college, and that made him to, you know, qualify to be the transportation secretary, even though he didn't know what he's talking about. He hasn't done a darn thing about it. A year ago, this coming October, Joe Biden went to the West Coast and said that he would fix the, the supply chain crisis and he would get these ships unloaded. Well, they moved the ships about 150 miles offshore so they wouldn't be counted as waiting. All right, there was that. And then what has happened to the su- supply chain since in the year almost since then? Nothing. Not a thing. And I said to you months ago, store shelves look like Venezuela. 
driveways and car lots look like Cuba. Cuba. Listen to this. Now, you got the, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to fix inflation by jacking up the interest rates and making it unaffordable for you to buy a car or a house. That's the government. They screw up something so badly, they have to fix it by screwing you a little more. All right, so monthly car payments have hit an all-time high. With those paying, are you ready for this? $1,000 a month doubling in the space of a year. Now, what is $1,000 a month? If you're going to finance $1,000 a month, what are you financing? Well, if anybody's been in the car business, you know that's a $50,000 car. Is that a really expensive car right now? No, it's not actually. $50,000 is like right in the middle. Then you go up. I mean, I saw a uh, Ford Raptor for eighty grand. I saw a uh, stupid, uh, what are they, Lincoln Navigator? It's the one where you sit in the car and your wife tells you where to drive. Anyway, so the the Lincoln Navigator, it is uh, eighty grand, eighty eight grand. I saw a Ford Expedition fully loaded for eighty eight grand. <laughs> I'm like, tell my wife, yeah, sure, let's get a Ford Navigator, whatever. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, the the average number of people paying a thousand dollars a month has doubled from seven to thirteen percent over the last twelve months. So people paying a thousand dollars a month to drive a car. This explains why so many people are taping together what they own, or in my case, my two thousand nine uh, uh, Lexus RX three fifty with one hundred fifty five thousand miles. The front end underneath the bumper came loose, so I fixed it with tie wraps. Because we're keeping that car. And I may cancel. I'm just, I'm getting ready to cancel the car, cancel the couch. We'll stick with the 26 year old couch. We'll stick with the, you know, the 19, the 2009 uh, Toyota. But anyway, the average monthly payment on new car loans, I thought it was 714. That's what it was reported last month. 686. And that, by the way, a $700 car payment is about, what, 35 grand? 35 grand. That's the average price of a car today. So the average. Car loan, 686. Used car market. You know what the average uh, payment for a used car now is? Now that used cars, for the first time in our history, when you, uh, if you bought a used car three years ago, it's probably worth more than you paid for it. I- I'm not kidding. If, if right now you have to buy a car for a kid in your life, like my daughter's 17, she's going to get my, my son's 2005 Camry with 200,000 miles on it. That's and we're getting ready to fix it up a little bit and do whatever we need to do to it. But that's going to be your car. That's going to get you through college. That's five years from now. You're going to do that. So uh, yeah, five hundred fifty-four dollars the used car payment, which is uh, about twenty-seven ish, twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand dollars, up twelve percent. Monthly interest payments also shot up after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in June. The average monthly payment for a used car five fifty-four, an increase of twelve percent. Same time last year, cost of buying a new vehicle much higher than it was before the pandemic, and of course they want you to buy a stupid electric car, which you can't get. And which is worthless. And I'm going to get to the audio that I had from Friday about. They took a Yukon Denali, a gas-burning truck, versus a Ford F-150 Lightning. And they put a 6,000-pound toy hauler behind it, which is a small trailer. It's not really that big. And, uh, well, let's just say the Ford F-150 got uh, destroyed. Destroyed. So uh, it is, uh, it's a go-no-go, or it's a go-big-or-go-home attitude when it comes to buying a car right now, said Ivan Drury, senior manager of Insights at Edmonds. A single percentage point increase may not seem much at first blush, but it adds up to hundreds, if not thousands of dollars over the course of a 72-month 
or longer loan. Seeking out finance incentives was less necessary during recent years in which finance rates had been low, but shopping around for APR offers. Have you noticed that they don't run car commercials anymore like they used to? They never say, come down right now where you can buy a new, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Venza for, you know, whatever, whatever, and whatever. They, they are not advertising certain cars anymore. They're all saying, come here, order a car. You know, if you like the new Toyota you like or you like the new whatever you like, could be Ford, could be Chevy, could be whatever, uh, come to your local whatever dealer and order one today. And you'll be waiting a year for it. And if it's really high in demand like the truck that I want, which is right in the middle range, not even a high end, uh, it's going to be a couple years. Aren't you just getting a little tired of this? And then, of course, President Doofy on Friday uh, couldn't even, he, he read off the, tom, uh, the teleprompter like Ron Burgundy. You've seen this over the weekend. I'm not going to act like this is news to you. Oh, my God, Joe Biden. Oh, my God. You saw it. You heard it. And it, it's unbelievable. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. Yeah. So he said, uh, repeat the line uh, that was not supposed to be said out loud. Now, he's been doing this for, by the way, about a year and a half now. He's been doing this stuff. He's done this before where he read off the teleprompter and he and he read the stuff he was supposed to keep quiet, like uh, leave the podium and sit down. Uh, that was one. I don't know where the hell that was. But literally, okay, and uh, thank you for joining me. Leave the podium and sit down. That's what he said. All right, to hear a little bit more. Percentage of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not. <laughs> repeat the line. This is what it says in parentheses. Repeat the line. So he repeats the line, and he says, "Repeat the line." Without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another way of saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. I don't think the court. Yeah, nobody believes you anymore because they just see you as a, a complete doofus. But here is Kamala Harris assuring that she will run with Joe Biden when he runs for president in 2024, which I have said since Joe Biden was sworn in will not happen. Because if he is alive in 2024, and I hope he is for his sake and also that I'm a human being, but if he is alive in 2024, he will not have the ability. It's always been an absurdity. And honestly, the emperor has been naked for so long, uh, you know, it's just, it's pointless anymore. New York Times finally admitted this week, and I'll share that in a second. But here's Kamala Harris saying that she will definitely run with Joe Biden when he runs, because, yeah, he's going to run, wink, wink. There is speculation among some Democrats and some Republicans that President Biden won't run for re-election in 2024. What's your message to those that we're tap dancing around this just shows how ungodly stupid life in America has gotten these days who say that listen to President Biden. He intends to run. And if he does, I intend to run with him. <laughs> oh, this is so fake. This is like that fake kiss you get from somebody you haven't seen forever, and you're in a public gathering. And usually a lot of women do this. You know, it's like, ah, you, know you don't do that with guys. Don't do that. They, you, generally, I mean, we watch uh, Queer Eye from the Straight Guy every once in a while. You see that every once in a while. But, uh, but you know, you get a little kiss on the cheek. Oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, yeah, it's so real. Listen to President Biden. He intends to run. And if he does, I intend to run with him. 
<laughs> I know, it's funny. Maybe she was meaning it to be a joke. Uh, by the way, President Biden's approval rating has dropped into the 20s. For the first, when he was born, I believe. Uh, a Saturday civics poll. 29% of voters approve of Biden. Biden, 58 disapprove. 19% of independents approve of Biden. And, you know, honestly, at this point, it's just so stupid to even think that he is going to run for president in 2024. Uh, the New York Times even said they, they're suggesting that he's too old to run for re-election. I'll get to this. Uh, and then also we got a bunch of other stuff happening this weekend, including including the number of parents who've opted for the vaccine for their children, five and under, despite the uh, propaganda on Sesame Street and the CDC director saying it's absolutely awesome and wonderful. I think you'll be shocked by how few parents were duped into this crap. Also, some things I said about COVID from the very get-go. Uh, uh, and then, of course, harassing Supreme Court justices in D.C., among other things. Among other things. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. an election year, and a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral. All right. So, you know, they got all these uh, these uh, uh, Second Amendment restriction bills around the country. You know, the, they got the new uh, law that passed through Congress. It didn't. Uh, prevent the uh, the shooting uh, in uh, Highland Park, Illinois, but they passed it through Congress. And and by the way, all of the laws that they passed through Congress nationally were uh, in effect in uh, in Uvalde, Texas, and also in, uh, in uh, Buffalo, New York. But they went ahead and passed this uh, law for the rest of us, you see, to control the rest of us. Not prevent anything, but control the rest of us. But you got to imagine that, uh, do you think, listening to Joe Biden talk, and I'm being absolutely serious, do you suppose that he would be able to get a firearm? I'm not kidding. Do you think a man this mentally gone could get a firearm with the new laws passed by Congress? Because um, if there are red flag laws to buy, uh, you know, an AR-15 or even a 9mm, whatever, then how in the hell does he have the keys to a 1,000 nukes, right? Uh, I'd say that's a red flag. And I'm being really serious with my tongue in my cheek, but I'm being very serious about this. That's the guy who's in charge. And we've got to start being adults here about everything, whether it be a temper tantrum because of abortion, whether it be a temper tantrum because of whatever the hell it is. That's what's going on around the country. Victor Davis Hanson shared my thoughts over the weekend. I'll share with you very shortly about candy aisle kids. But it's time we, we uh, had the grownups take charge. And uh, because uh, right now, the rest of us are saying, what is wrong with this man? And dear God in heaven, we can't have as the, have as the president anymore. This has got to stop. Now, the New York Times even suggested that Biden is too old to run for re-election, says he now shuffles with White House staffers, fearing he'll, be, uh, he'll trip on a wire. Now, here's the thing. This is a conversation that you and... Uh, your sig other or maybe your brothers and sisters or whatever going to have to have probably about one of your parents. Now the nation is having this conversation about Joe Biden. We had that conversation about my, my mom, my glorious mom. My mom was physically unable to drive the car. She was mentally right there. 
couldn't drive the car. Joe Biden appears to be, well, although now he's shuffling and he's declining pretty rapidly, falling off his bike and whatnot. They got rid of his toe clips on his, on his bike over the weekend so he could ride a bike without falling over. But this is the conversation that we all have had to have, or maybe you will have to have, about your parents. we got to take the car keys away, and maybe it's time to, you know, maybe he's not able to take care of himself anymore. This is the same conversation, and these are the same symptoms that you are saying, so why in the hell can't the country have this conversation? When so much is at stake, and so much is going to hell in a handbasket. The White House has uh, been slammed over his physical and mental fitness. White House uh, staff say they worry about gaffes every time he publicly opens his mouth. Like, for instance, this weekend when he talked there and he said, repeat the line. And uh, 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 Javier uh, Becerras, the HHS secretary, was standing behind him literally reading the words, going, oh, God, like essentially, oh, God, he's going to read that. And he did. AIDS fear he may trip during events. He already fell out of the shower. He was supposedly grabbing his dog's tail. I don't know what the hell that was all about, but that happened months ago. What's the next step? Is it going to be happening to uh, what? We had a senator, wasn't it, last week, fell and broke his hip. Again, there's the conversation. You know, maybe we need to move dad into whatever, you know. Despite critics' concerns, staffers maintain Biden is intellectually engaged. The other day, he was able to choose between which Jello flavor he wanted for dinner that night. He insisted on strawberry. Very, in- he just right there. Staffers told the left-leaning New York Times they find themselves holding their breath during Biden's speaking engagements to see if he makes it to the end without a blunder. Saturday's story is headlined in the uh, New York Times. At 79, Biden is testing the boundaries of age and the presidency with Times reporter Peter Barker writing that the president's age has increasingly become an uncomfortable issue for him, his team, and his party. Of course, last month he fell on a bike ride. More than a dozen uh, current and former senior officials and advisors uniformly reported Biden is mentally engaged in his role as president. They told the Times he asked smart questions during meetings. Yeah. Grills his aides on points of dispute and helps them revise weak points in his speeches. The problem is he's uh, speaking like he lived in uh, when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president, I think. He's asking key points on the, the New Deal. You know, he's a little bit, he's a little bit, falls and injuries becoming more common with people uh, over 65. You know, there's that. And uh, the CDC claims that falls are a normal, not a normal part of aging and can be prevented by reducing trip hazards and practicing balance and strength exercises. In uh, November last year, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, Biden's physician, declared he was a healthy, vigorous 78-year-old male who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Uh, I believe that if both houses of Congress are taken over by Republicans, Dr. Kevin C. O'Connor should have his, uh, his uh, medical license to practice revoked. You know, we're just kind of, we're done with this nonsense, are we? Are we? You know, I always say don't catch the stupid. I did that originally about the idiocy, COVID idiocy, and all the shutdowns that happened. But now there are so many other ways we're catching the stupid. On the way, I'm going to share with you the percentage of Americans who've decided, with all of the propaganda from all of the networks, all of the propaganda from Sesame Street and the CDC, to have their child five and under vaccinated. When you hear the percentage of parents who have decided to do that, I don't think you'll be shocked. Uh, I think maybe you'll be satisfied. Hopefully, that's coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
You know, uh, about two years ago, I quoted an article. It's March 17th of 2020. MIT PhD reveals sinister theory about coronavirus. Uh, Shiva Ayadori, a candidate for U.S. Senate for Massachusetts, warned on Twitter that the crisis is being manipulated. Uh, as an MIT PhD in biological engineering who studies and does research nearly every day on the immune system, the coronavirus fear mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to uh, manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. This was March the 9th that he wrote this of 2020. This is what I have said from the get-go, that was all nonsense. Now, I'm not saying that COVID wasn't serious and it didn't kill people, but it certainly did not kill a million people in America. Now, uh, perhaps a million people died and tested positive for COVID, but we all know those numbers were manipulated from day one, from day one. Ayaduri doesn't believe the outbreak itself is a hoax, urging citizens to follow the guidelines of federal, state, and local governments and the U.S. Senators for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, he said they spent 80% of their time after election getting reelected and remaining 20%. He said he wasn't going to get reelected. And he said that the CDC was corrupt. He said this in March of 2020. And I have been saying the same thing. And I have been banned. And I have been, I have been called. Uh, I've said that, that people have said my, that what I say is uh, misinformation or disinformation. No, it's not. It's my opinion. Opinion is constitutionally protected. And I said this was all being played for politics. And I said also that 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. That's why it was there. And here's another uh, headline this morning. You know, and by the way, I haven't talked about COVID in a while because most people aren't talking about it. But I want to know what you had to be put through for this nonsense. New study. 1.3% of eligible children under the age of five have gotten vaccinated in the first three weeks. In the United States of America. Even though, and I'll get to this in a second, the CDC, even Sesame Street said children under five have got to get this vaccine. They have 130 million vaccine shots ready to go in the fall that are enriching Pfizer and the other vaccine companies, and they're not needed and not wanted. 1.3% of eligible parents in this country had the common sense to say that I'm not going to get a stupid vaccine that could cause all sorts of problems with my child to uh, someone who literally has a 0.001% chance of dying from the virus. But before we get to that, let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Rob. I wanted to hear what you have to say, most importantly, uh, to my thoughts. Uh, Everything Biden and Harris touch, they destroy, whether it be the unborn in their mother's womb, the border, energy, inflation, I would uh, really like to hear what you have to say most important about these. these Well, Mike, I am the only person in uh, talk radio who said literally about uh, eight months ago that uh, Joe Biden has this. Crap touch. Meaning that he takes everything that uh, Donald Trump had touched and turned to gold and turned it to crap. I call it the uh, I call it the crap touch. And maybe it is not as it's a little indelicate compared to you, but legitimately, Mike, what have they what have they made better? What what has been made better uh, by the Biden administration? Please, I mean, anything that they said. Exactly, exactly. It's it's gotten so bad. It's gotten so bad. I got myself in the fight uh, for the unborn. I uh, started last month uh, uh, donating monthly to the National Right to Life. Good. 
Good. Well, I think that's great, Mike. Uh, you know my story. I'm adopted. My mother was sexually assaulted, so uh, obviously very near and dear to me. Um, and uh, and all this caterwauling and all of this uh, BS that the left is doing with regard to Roe v. Wade is falling on deaf ears, by the way. Uh, nationally, it is not a an issue that will send people, that will drive people to the ballot boxes and overthrow Republican victories. So you can be positive about that. But thanks for getting involved, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks, I went Mike. into the belly. I went into the belly of the beast this weekend. I got some uh, belongings of my son. He's moving out of his last apartment in college. And I went to the University of Kansas in Lawrence and drove by the Catholic Church there. It's a good, nice little Catholic church right there on Massachusetts Avenue. And all these idiots out there uh, promoting abortion and all that, you know, screaming, oh, Ruby, we keep abortion safe and legal. I, I didn't, I don't know if I, I did. We drove by fairly quickly and I didn't say anything. I wanted to. My wife had, you know, kept the windows rolled up, you know, just in case. But really, they're not worth my time. They're really not worth my time at all. So we just drove by their moronic idiocy, and they're all white kids, and, and, and they will decide that, uh, that raising a child is fine when they decide to have a child. But in the meantime, they're willing to step in and, uh, and be Karens for, uh, you know, these uh, disadvantaged groups like black women and, uh, you know, inner city people and all this. They're willing to step in and, uh, and uh, you know, continue the, the dream of uh, the founder of Planned Parenthood, which was to kill all black people and, and people who had uh, disabilities that's margaret sanger that's what she was all about she was like the original nazi um and so i just i drove by and then oh you want to know what else i did because uh, i don't know if i'm gonna eat, my, my daughter's still de- we're deciding where she's going to go to school she's a junior in college there's a chance she could go to the university of kansas which is fine i like you know my kids close uh but i decided to go into the uh, the co-op the grocery store that's the co-op oh my god and, and this was fantastic. I, I didn't, I should have worn my Biden is not my president shirt. I, knew, I would have had people's heads exploding. But I, I, I legitimately, I took it off because I was good. I didn't want to embarrass my wife or anything. And, and I uh, drove my son's car separately. So I just decided to go into the co-op with the big sign on the front that says Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and I went into this thing. And I swear to God, it just, it smells like a like an Antifa rally. It smells like a patchouli and body odor. And not the pot smoke that you normally smell at, a, you know, an Antifa or an Occupy rally at 7 in the morning. But I but I walked in and I looked around this awful little store with it's, everything's vegan and everything's this and everything's that. And everybody is so uptight. I can't imagine these people eat because of all the restrictions on the eating that they have there. But, you know, I went, went through the, I didn't buy a damn thing. There was nothing I wanted in that place. Everything they had was overpriced and, and nothing that I would like. Uh, so <laughs> I just walked through, uh, you know, and I didn't, I was cool. I was cool. Although there was a kid, he's like 17 years old, perfectly able-bodied. On the way to the restaurant, we decided to have lunch at. He's laying on the ground begging for money. He's perfectly healthy. He's sitting there laying on the ground. And I just said, hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, do you realize that Walmart right now is paying $17 to start? And he screamed at me. He screams, I don't have an ID. I don't have a birth certificate. Now, this is a person who has no accent. He's not from another country. He's born here. He says he doesn't have an idea, ID or a birth certificate. And then he screamed F you at me really loud. And I was cool about it because I really wanted to stop and give him a little what fur, you know, like a uh, fatherly kind of, you know, son, I want to tell you a few things. But he's so out of his mind that I just decided to let it go. Just decided to let it go. And and I feel kind of sorry for that kid because somebody made his the bed that he's lying in. 
Somebody told him this or that. Maybe nothing's possible. Maybe he got addicted to fentanyl coming across the border. Maybe certainly he was taught in school that, you know, white kids are evil and, and privileged and, and kids of color are this and that. So he decided to make himself a victim laying on the, on the street. Wasn't a black kid, though. He was a white kid. Perfectly able. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But back to the Sub J at hand. Here is uh, uh, Rachel Wolinsky, the CDC director, breathlessly reporting that now they had a vaccine that had been approved for children five and under for COVID. Thank you for joining today's director debrief. COVID-19 vaccines are now available for children under five. Oh, joy. The dear leader has once again given a gift to all of us small people. With this recent authorization from FDA and recommendation from CDC, nearly 20 million children are now able to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Say, that's neat. I'm sure that your words will cause millions of parents to take their children and get the vaccine. I know many parents with very young children have been anticipating this day. Really? I don't know anybody. We now know, based on rigorous scientific review... No, that's not true, and I'll share the details on that in a second. ...that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively in children under five. Now, if uh, she's too smart-sounding for you, you can listen to Elmo. This is Elmo on Sesame Street with his piece of propaganda. I mean, a lesson for kids about vaccinations. <laughs> you were super duper today, getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Yeah, and now Elmo has got mitocarditis. <laughs> Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? And here comes Dad's lesson for all the kids. And this, by the way, is a is a show meant for kids around three or four years old. I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our... And he failed on both of those. ...our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. (laughs) I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone... Wow, Dad's even lying. ...one else healthy and enjoying the things they love. Well... Elmo and baby David have a question. Can we have a hug? Oh, come here, son. <laughs> oh, come here. Oh, hold on. You just uh, breached my, uh, uh, you know, that uh, uh, safety distance. You're supposed to be six feet away from me, you know, because uh, that was also proven wrong. 1.3% of eligible kids under five have gotten the jab. One of uh, my neighbors, his uh, uh, kids, his daughter is barely speaking to him. Uh, she's running for office. She's a commie lib and her husband, and they insisted on getting their two-year-old the vaccine. They couldn't wait to. They couldn't wait to. So anyway, uh, for comparison, 16% of those 5 to 11 were vaccinated after uh, one month, 19, aged 12 to 15. So Americans aren't buying this crap. And uh, only 1.3% of eligible kids. And by the way, uh, the, uh, the HHS secretary says that we can expect a, a surge, you know, in the fall. Right around, um, what the hell happens in fall? There's, uh, there's uh, the Halloween thing there, and then there's, oh yeah, the midterm elections, yes. Why the rush for the toddler vaccine, asked the Wall Street Journal editorial board director. Yeah. Said here, Allison Finley wrote that the FDA standard for approving vaccine is otherwise, in otherwise healthy people, especially as children, is supposed to be higher than for drugs that treat the sick. But the FDA conspicuously lowered its standards to approve COVID vaccines for toddlers. Why? Why? 
Yeah. It's a very historic milestone. The United States is now the first country in the world to offer safe and effective COVID vaccines for children as young as six months. That's what the president said. Yeah, you know the only other countries who are doing this? Uh, China and Cuba. I'm not kidding. The rushed FDA action was based on an extremely weak evidence. It's one thing to show regulatory flexibility during the emergency, but for children, COVID isn't an emergency. Only about 0.02% of all virus deaths in the U.S., about half as many as toddlers, uh, about as half as many toddlers were hospitalized, hospitalized with COVID-19 between October 2020 and 2021, as were hospitalized with the flu during the previous winter. Yeah. So uh, it, was an, it was all nonsense. And the American people said, you know what? My children are more expensive than your BS propaganda. Now, on Friday, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson um, repeated a lot of the things that I said, oh, I don't know, last March. And I want to share some audio about how you've been played. And then we're going to move on to the other nonsense of the day, including Supreme Court justices being harassed and, uh, and the radical pro-abortion left. 800-922-6680 is the number. This is The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. I saved this article because I knew it was going to happen March 17th, 2020. MIT, uh, PhD in biological engineering studies, does research on the immune system, said that uh, COVID uh, by the deep state will go down in history as the biggest fraud to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. That includes the vaccine. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. This is Jim Gossett. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen. But a lot of people fell for it. That includes you, Elmo. Nothing personal. Joe Biden's been in D.C. for going on 50 years. And now he's trying to bring us down, playing on people's fears. I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pain. Where did the virus come from? Oh, yeah, China. Democrats have had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say, Come on! Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. We still got a constitution that's worth fighting for. It's my body. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? November. Take this jab and stick it. Hey, this is the USA. And uh, until now, I mean, uh, there have been no super spreader events other than Democrat fundraisers. There was one on Martha's Vineyard at Barack Obama's house. There wasn't one in Lake of the Ozarks back in uh, like uh, April or May of uh, 2020. It never happened. Uh, never happened at baseball and football games like they said it was going to be. Never happened at all. I remember when this first started, I drove to the emergency room right near our my the dealership that I worked at. And every night there was nobody waiting in the emergency room to go in and get treated for COVID. I don't know anybody who's died from COVID. Yes, COVID is real. Don't get me wrong. I got it. I was sick. Okay, I get it. But never in our history has something been played so politically where you couldn't have a thought about it 
online, in public, and you would have to keep your job, you'd have to get a vaccine. Nonsense. Mark in Reisterstown, Maryland, has been holding. Hello there, Mark, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Oh, thank you. By the way, a great show. Thank you. Um, I, want, I wanted to say um, that, that, first of all, Elmo, that voice is so annoying. I don't know how <laughs> parents can put up with that. Or, yeah. Unless, of course, the children are not sitting with their parents, which yeah, would, well. also would, would, would give credence to why maybe they believe it. Because yes. uh, for anybody that is, is not sure, Elmo is not a living thing. What it is likely is a synthetic thing manufactured in China. Well, Elmo, very definitely all those Tickle Me Elmos that we had back in the early 2000s. Yeah, probably made in China. (laughs) I just don't get it. Uh, Elmo is not a living thing. It's a Muppet. It's a puppet with a hand in it or something like that pulled by strings or something. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you talking about uh, Elmo or Joe Biden? Uh, Maybe both. Maybe both. Uh, to think that, that that kids would believe that, 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 that a, a Muppet uh, yes. is capable of, of, of not getting the virus because it got the jab is, is highly well, flabbergasting to me. Mark, Mark, is it is it any more believable uh, that a four-year-old would believe Elmo than a bunch of middle-aged Democrats would believe anything coming out of Joe Biden's mouth right now? What is more preposterous at this point? They both are. Again, that's highly disturbing, too, that probably many of those would believe him. All right, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. I want to share um, the breakdown that uh, they did on Friday, that Tucker did on Friday, um, that really proves what I've been trying to say. And and I hope that you'll you'll listen carefully so you'll have some ammunition for the idiots who still are towing this. I mean, I was in, in Lawrence, Kansas. There's still morons wearing cloth masks outside. And, you know, I just, it, it, no, I'm just done. I, you know, I'm not even going to confront. I, not, I never have. I'm not that person. I'm not the guy who goes, hey, your mask is stupid. I, I don't care. If you're that stupid that you want to wear a stupid mask outside, then honestly, I don't, I, I'm not going to waste the conversation on you, the intellectual capital that I might spend just saying, hey, did you know that masks aren't effective at all? That wearing that mask to prevent COVID is about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat while, with, for scuba diving. But I didn't say it. And then we're going to get into, um, uh, oh, uh, the worldwide um, outrage about the New World Order Green Agenda has reached Sri Lanka, among other countries. All that's coming up. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. So this is kind of funny. Um, Did you realize the uh, least vaccinated country in the entire world has the lowest COVID infection rate, death rate, I should say? It's Haiti. Haiti has uh, has a vaccination rate of 1.4%, a population of 11.4 million people, the lowest COVID death rate in the world. You know why? Because they're in Haiti. They're like, (laughs) COVID is nothing. We have to live in freaking Haiti. And that also, uh, COVID was a lie in many different instances. Uh, All of this and so much more. The second hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Do not leave your radio. Don't you just love institutional ads for life insurance? Well, this isn't one of them. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Fabric Life Insurance. I know your time is valuable, but Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies that can be customized to your family. And you can be up and running in as little as 10 minutes. 
Fabric was built by parents for parents to make it easier to manage your family's finances. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize it to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality choices like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. I would insert a cup of coffee comparison here, but thanks to the White House, it's far more expensive than a dollar a day. Protect your family's future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Fabric.com slash Newsmax. That's Fabric.com slash Newsmax. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantage Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Our number two of the Rob Carson Show, Representative Lisa McLean from uh, Republic, uh, from, uh, she is a Republican from Virginia, also a member of the House Armed Services gonna, Committee, going to be talking about uh, a number of issues at the bottom of the hour, including fentanyl, fentanyl, which caused, killed 107,000 people last year, uh, mostly young people. So other than that, nothing to see as far as fallout from the uh, uh, our border being overrun, which is another uh, area. And I and I believe the president of the United States. And of course, there's a lot of tit for tat. There's a lot of impeachment tit for tat going on. And you see these little exchanges on social media. Impeach, impeach. No, Joe Biden really should be impeached for this. Because it is, uh, it is killing Americans. It is, uh, it is bringing up the crime rate across the country. Uh, and it is illegal. And it's illegal. All right? In so many ways you're being played. In so many ways you are being made to suffer indignities by this, uh, this man and the left's, uh, you know, last dying throes of the class of 1968. Now, I want to get through this fairly quickly. This is um, uh, some news with regard to COVID. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Haiti only has 1.4% of the population vaccinated. Lowest COVID death rate in the world. This is just out, okay? Uh, and, uh, and then 1.4%, oddly enough, of American parents have opted to get their toddler a vaccine, a COVID vaccine, because the American people know it's a load of crap. Uh, Joe Biden just ordered another 130, I think, million vaccines for the fall that we don't need. Nobody's going to use. But it's all political payback. It's all political payback. Record profits for Pfizer. And everybody knows, if you've been paying any attention at all, that there is a pipeline between Capitol Hill and Big Pharma. There's a lot of other industries, don't get me wrong. But there is a pipeline between Capitol Hill, the government, and Big Pharma and back. And we've seen this. And we've, uh, we've seen this time and time again. By the way, new uh, headline, red states uh, have more people in work than before the start of the pandemic as they see faster post-COVID economic recovery than their blue counterparts. Again, I think the red-blue thing is crap. I'll just say Democrat states are uh, very slow to recover from the BS shutdowns that they enforced on their people. You know, yeah. So here's uh, Tucker Carlson talking about what uh, what wrath that COVID has wrought on us. COVID crashed our economy, first and foremost. GDP fell by the biggest percentage since the Great Depression. 22 million Americans lost their jobs in the first two months of the lockdowns. Remember that? What you may not know is that at least 5 million of them never went back to work. They dropped out of the workforce. Huh, and who's going back to work right now? What's calling, causing all those numbers to go up? Well, those people and also people having to work again because uh, everything costs so much, like retirees. Apparently for good. 
At the same time as fewer people were working, thanks to the profligate lunacy of our leaders, our national debt rose by nearly $10 trillion, unprecedented. And along with the debt, our debt to China also huh. rose. Huh. And then at the level of our society, every bad thing became more common. Listen. Drug ODs, suicide, illiteracy, crime, all of them skyrocketed. So did obesity, anxiety, and alcoholism, and virtually every other marker of social decay. Have you noticed how insane the world is right now? That the United States is 14-year-old stabbed to death on a subway in New York. People being shoved from subway platforms. Mass shootings by 20-year-olds who were 18 when all of this uh, nonsense started. Oh, and two 18-year-olds who were 15 or 16 when all of this nonsense started. Marriages and birth rates, meanwhile, dropped. So did church attendance. We could go on, but you know what happened because you live here. And none of that is even counting the deaths from the coronavirus itself. That's a topic that public health authorities have lied about so consistently that we'll likely never know what the real number is. Amen. And why is that? Well, uh, the CDC director under Donald Trump said that there was a perverse incentive for uh, COVID to be put on death certificates and hospitalizations. Hospitals made buttloads of money by having people come to the hospital for something else, diagnosed with COVID, then treated for COVID. But we can be confident the toll was in the hundreds of thousands. So on every level, COVID crushed America. Centuries-old traditions just evaporated. It's a different country and not a better one. And by the way, and I, I again say this article, the MIT PhD Shiva Aridari in May or March of 2020 said this will go down as the, in history as the biggest fraud to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. This is before it all hit. And it's all coming true. Here is, oh, who benefited from COVID? But no group benefited more from the COVID pandemic huh. than the leaders of communist China. Oh. By April of 2021, that would be more than a year into COVID, when we were suffering here in China, the GDP had reached the highest level ever recorded. Chinese economy was growing faster after the pandemic than it had been before the pandemic. Weird. And as a result of that, China will soon overtake the United States as the world's dominant economy. Kind of weird Soon. that, uh, you know, Joe Biden's uh, son is uh, part of a uh, massive $1.5 billion uh, fund he was in charge of. Also, a, a major gas company owned by the Communist Chinese just got uh, 1 million barrels of our oil from our strategic oil reserve. In August, the report arrived. It was just a page and a half long, but it was more conclusive. Quote. Now, this is about the origins of the virus. Uh, Joe Biden said that the, you know, they're going to spend six months finding out the origins of the virus. And here's what they found. One ice element assesses with moderate confidence that the first human in infection with the SARS-CoV-2 most likely was the result of a laboratory-associated incident probably involving experimentation, animal handling, or sampling by the Wuhan Institute of Virology. End quote. Now, that should have been a running headline for months after it was, and it almost immediately disappeared. But think about what they're saying. A lot of people in the intel community believe this came from a lab. Not on talk radio. People who work at the CIA. Even John Stewart said that, duh, this comes from a lab. You know why we know it came from a lab? Say it with me, folks. Because we're not stupid. A few months after the intel community's second report came out, a reporter asked Joe Biden, why haven't you followed up on their recommendation and pressured the government of China to ask answer basic questions? Well, it's because he's in China's back pocket. Questions. He and his family have gotten $30 million from China. About where COVID came from. And you may remember this, or maybe you've never seen it before. Here's Biden's response. He just smiled 
and walked away. He did. 100,000 coronavirus deaths. Um, if you have a statement on your responsibility, why haven't you uh, decided to do more to be transparent on the origins? Yeah. He just smiled and walked away. Yeah, kind of like he did in uh, Afghanistan. And now we know that some of the world's largest arms traders, terrorists, are going to Afghanistan to buy our weapons. Did you know that? They have in Afghanistan right now U.S. weapons bazaars that they're selling to the highest bidder, and that includes terrorists. Yeah, another indignity. Oh, here's uh, Tucker talking about the million dollars or million barrels of oil from our strategic petroleum reserve going to our enemy, China. There was no outrage in the United States Congress. No one in the media yelled at him for that. It was clear that Joe Biden had zero interest in finding out where the virus came from and whether or not China was involved. Now, why, why are we afraid to approach our enemy about infecting our country and the world and costing us trillions of dollars and millions of lives. Why is that? Well, the Chinese government has made Joe Biden's family extraordinarily rich. Oh, yeah. Richer than we knew. In fact, we just learned from the Washington Free Beacon that the Biden administration has sent a million barrels of oil from our not belonging to him, but to us, the American people. Yeah, we tapped it ostensibly to uh, lower the price of uh, gas for you and me, but that didn't happen, did it? Well, our strategic petroleum reserve to a Chinese-owned energy company that Hunter Biden has invested in. That is kind of weird. Now, how do you keep the uh, the wolves off of uh, China? You know, how do you keep people from investigating China? Oh, you say it's racist to do that. Before China's government issued that order, our media here in the United States didn't recognize the term Wuhan coronavirus as a slur. In fact, they themselves said it constantly. Here's the wait, 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 wait. You couldn't say Wuhan virus. You couldn't say China virus. It was racist. Remember that? No, not in the beginning. Proof. The Wuhan coronavirus has now surpassed the 2003 SARS outbreak. The first U.S. case of Chinese coronavirus was confirmed at her one of her hospitals. Inside that building is the world's first lab-grown copy of the Wuhan coronavirus. Apparently, the media hadn't gotten the talking points for the Biden administration. Outside mainland China. The Chinese coronavirus death toll has jumped to at least 26 people. The death toll from the Wuhan coronavirus spiked today. The Chinese virus, the coronavirus that is worrying the whole world. So those clips are all from February <laughs> yes. of 2020. Yeah. Chinese media tells them that the term Chinese coronavirus, Wuhan coronavirus, those are racist terms. Of course, and that's what they do when they want to call off anything. They want to end discussion. They just scream racism. They did this on campus. Now they're doing it in the real world. This is all faculty lounge, class of 1968, gobbledygook. So it was racist to ask whether the outbreak... I don't care what the race of my enemy is, to be quite honest. I just want to kick their butts. Global pandemic in Wuhan might be related to the Chinese government lab in Wuhan that was experimenting on a version of the same virus. Occam's razor. End of discussion. Yeah, that was racist. But the entire media took that posture throughout the pandemic. Note that it's a foreign virus, which it is. <laughs> it comes from China. And you're a racist. And Wuhan, and, uh, you know, from a lab where they were exploring, experimenting on viruses from, you know, that were made and, you know, could be made into uh, something that could infect humans. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability. 
The president referred to the cor yeah, it does. coronavirus as a, quote, <laughs> foreign virus. And I think it's going to smack, uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of uh, xenophobia. The administration's labeling of this virus as foreign is undoubtedly playing into the rising xenophobia about it. <laughs> yeah, there's major rise in xenophobia. Trump isn't cautioning us to check our racism, but is rather stoking xenophobic sentiment. The wow. president says it's a foreign virus as if this was launched on us like an attack. We know what that's about. That's about him playing xenophobia. Works. There you go. I mean, my God in heaven. And uh, I, don't, I believe he doesn't have a job anymore. And finally, um, who was involved in this? Was it a certain little uh, elf who came from a hollow tree and decided to take control of the coronavirus uh, tactics and uh, response? The emails also show that Tony Fauci demanded information about gain-of-function experiments from his subordinates, particularly gain-of-function experiments in Wuhan. Huh. Fauci then sent an urgent email to his deputy, a man called Hugh Auchincloss. The subject of that email is in all caps, and it was this. Important, quote, Hugh. It is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well yeah. as the email that I will forward. Yeah. You will have tasks today that must be done. Mm -hmm. End quote. Panicky. Fauci then attached a document to the email mail titled Barrick, She, et al. Nature Medicine SARS Gain and Function dot PDF. Now keep in mind that Tony Fauci denied under oath that Ralph Barrick, a researcher in the United States, had ever conducted gain and function research in Wuhan. And yet here was Tony Fauci emailing his subordinates about Ralph Barrick's work with Wuhan's bat lady, who was the person conducting infamous experiments on bat coronaviruses that may have changed the global order. Coronavirus fear mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dispense and push mandated medicine in world history. I saved this article. It's dog-eared. It's got coffee stains and highlighter on it. Stay tuned for more details coming up next. Harassing Supreme Court justices and a bounty placed on their heads. I'll get to that in a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. care of this i will end this i will make sure we have a plan he got 81 million votes yeah right it's the rob carson show don't worry 88 percent of the american people feel the country is going in the wrong way he did unite us which means about 12 percent of americans uh, are either unplugged or you know radical socialists who want this this is the class of 1968 they're a much smaller percentage of the people than you think but uh, they're, they've been waiting a long time to destroy the country. It's not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen, right? I'm not. Uh, there's a point of personal privilege in email from someone said, I was going through withdrawal with just 30 minutes a day of Rob Carson's show. Now I have two-plus hours of booster shot against the stupid. Keep it up. Uh, she's writing in regard to um, the, uh, uh, the fact that we have made the podcast into the entire show. We just started that a couple weeks ago because people said they didn't, uh, it wasn't enough to have 30 minutes. I know, weird, right? My wife, she's done with me after three minutes, you know. But let's leave our sex life out of it. But anyway, uh, so rather uh, than <laughs> just a half hour to 45 minutes, we decided to do the entire show. If you'd like to uh, check it out, go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the uh, digital platforms on the Rob Carson Show podcast. So leftist protesters discovered uh, Justice Kavanaugh was eating at Morton's on, on Thursday, right? Remember that? Justice Brett Kavanaugh was having dinner. 
And so this uh, this group uh, in Washington D.C. has decided to uh, put a bounty two hundred dollar reward for tips revealing the whereabouts of Supreme Court Justices Alito, Thomas, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Barrett, and Roberts. This is the illegal activity. These people people should be uh, sheeple perfect uh, should be arrested. Two hundred dollars per tip. So they can go and harass these people. What happens if one of these people decides to show up and try to kill uh, the the uh, Supreme Court justices? You know, like the one did uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at Justice Kavanaugh's home. I would venture to say, if you look at some of the responses from idiots like AOC, they would probably celebrate it. So... Uh, D.C. service industry workers, if you see Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas, uh, Gorsuch, Coney Barrett, or Roberts, DM us with the details. We'll Venmo you $50 for a confirmed sighting and $200 if we're there 30 minutes after your message. Uh, I would go to uh, Shutdown D.C., just Google it, Shutdown D.C., and immediately start sending them false reports of sightings of the Supreme Court justices. Uh, somebody uh, responded, no, th- we're, we're putting a bounty on their dinners, not them. Not them. No, you see. Morton's, they had dinner, and then uh, uh, the justice left the, uh, the restaurant. But that's what they're doing. This is what they're resorting to. Oh, yeah, and there were two arson fires against uh, uh, churches in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. Over the weekend, did you know that? Bethesda, St. Jane de Chantel Catholic Church. No injuries, about uh, $50,000 in damages. The church had been vandalized the previous night. 24 hours before early Saturday, the North Bethesda United Methodist Church was also vandalized, though details of the attack are conflicting with reports that there was an arson fire and others say the church was vandalized. Not uncommon for the left. They went after historic St. John's Church across from the Capitol uh, during the summer of 2020, and the President of the United States had to retreat to the bunker. But that doesn't get any uh, airtime nationally. Corinne Jean-Pierre, even after, uh, you know, this ungodly affront by offering bounties for Supreme Court justices so they can be harassed and possibly uh, assassinated. This is what uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said on Friday. Peaceful protest. Uh, people should be allowed to be to be able to do that in a restaurant. If it's outside of a restaurant, if it's peaceful. For sure. Really? Peaceful protests. Viewers- they said that mostly peaceful involved $2 billion worth of damage in the summer of 2020. So I'm thinking she's leaving the door wide open for something very bad to happen. Your first question so to me just, was so, intimidation. So because- yeah, people screaming, F you, bleep, 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 bleep. That's intimidation. Violence. Protesters do not agree with an opinion that they signed on to have no right to privacy is what you're but saying. But Peter, this is this is people have the right to this is what a democracy is. People, people have the right, right to No, it's not. And we're not on a democracy. Of course people have a right to privacy, but people also have a right uh, to be able to protest peacefully. Is that peacefully safe? it's the, the intimidation and the violence that we condemn. Oh, you never have. How many absolutely spoke out against the violence against uh uh, a congressman when he was shot up, Steve Scalise, shot up on a baseball field. Nobody. Crickets. Crickets. 
Leftist protesters disrupted uh, him. Uh, AOC wrote, poor guy, he left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines. It's all very unfair to him. The least they could do is let them eat cake. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have uh, some uh, statistics on ectopic pregnancies and how uh, unbelievably stupid that statement by AOC was. Not a big surprise because she's uh, unbelievably stupid. I will have that very shortly. Uh, Representative Lisa McCain, a Republican from Michigan, joins us next to talk about a host of issues, including politics in the state of Michigan. That's on the way. You are listening to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. We got a little bit more on uh, some of the uh, threats against our Supreme Court and also uh, a very convenient story popped up right after Roe v. Wade was uh, was uh, rescinded and it was of a 10-year-old getting uh, pregnant uh, because of a sexual assault. Uh, we've got some new, um, uh, shed some new light on that. Uh, who was involved with it? It was it was just it was the the most horrific scenario possible just so happened right after Roe v. Wade was uh, was um, was uh, rescinded, and I'll get to that very shortly. We have a special guest on the phone. She is uh, U.S. Representative Lisa McLean. She's a Republican from Michigan, member of the House Armed Services Committee, first time on the uh, radio broadcast, and we welcome her on the Newsmax hotline. Good morning. How are things in Michigan, Congresswoman? Uh, things are good, um, actually. Well, actually, they're a mess in Michigan, let's be honest, but I try <laughs> to have a positive outlook. Um, yes, yes. We're just waiting until November and then to 24, and hopefully we can turn this mess around. But um, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Congressman, woman, I um, I had a conversation with uh, friends of my wife's, and they live in South Dakota, and one of them owns a farm. Her husband owns a farm. They bought, purchased, I believe, six or 8,000 gallons of diesel two years ago when it was two bucks. That saved their farm. She said that to fill a combine with with uh, a two dollar gas is four hundred dollars. To fill it with five dollar gas is a thousand dollars. Are you hearing this from uh, people who are farmers in the state of Michigan? What is it doing to the agricultural community in the state of Michigan? It's destroying them, quite frankly. I mean, we hear the same thing with the farmers, you know, with with everybody, really, but especially the farmers, because if you remember, a lot of those contracts are negotiated in advance. And, you know, unlike the Biden administration that can just get out of contracts whenever they want to, yeah. um, the American farmer can't do that. And especially right now, with what's going on with uh, in, in Ukraine, we are poised for a real problem with food shortage, whether it's yeah. gas prices or um, the government with overregulation on the farmers. Um, we haven't seen we haven't seen anything yet. And listen, two percent of, of America does farming and they feed. I think it's roughly 40 percent of the world. Yes. That's not a real good uh, recipe for success long term for the farmers or for the people who <laughs> consume what the farmers grow, which is 40 percent of the world. So now, um, uh, it's not I a good got- sign. 
And it's affecting everybody. It's really, I don't want to slide anybody, uh, truckers, everybody. Everything costs more because everything you own, everything you own was brought there by truck, which may have been yep. brought by boat, which may have been brought by train. It's ridiculous. This green energy nonsense is just that. I was talking to, uh, I, I come from southwest Iowa. I grew up on a farm. And in uh, Pottawatomie County, where I grew up, there were people who are not putting crops in. They did not put crops in. Normally, they say corn is knee high by the 4th of July. They're not putting it in because fertilizer is too bloody expensive. So they're literally, you know, they're using cattle manure, which, you know, Washington, D.C. has been spreading for a very long time. Uh, but that's not enough. Um, and and you, you are brave enough to say that we are, and I've been saying this because I said the first crisis uh, after COVID would be fuel and then food. Yep. You're already seeing our grocery store shelves look like Argentina. Our car dealerships look like Cuba. You're saying it's going to get a lot worse. What do you predict, Lisa, or uh, uh, Congresswoman? What do you predict? It is going to get worse. And the reason why it's going to get worse is you can't fix a, fix a problem that you first don't think exists. And that's the problem with this, this administration. And you've seen and heard them time and time again. They are going to force clean energy down our throats at whatever cost. But the issue is the politicians in D.C. are so far removed, especially yes. the Democrats, from the working class people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Joe Biden doesn't have a clue, no. and neither do half the Democrats. See, I believe in business. I believe in energy independence, because if you have energy independence, you have a good, strong economy. You have national security. And under the last administration, we were energy independent. Now we're begging our adversaries for oil. And even worse, when our gas is at five dollars plus a gallon here in Michigan, I got an idea The, the the Biden administration uses our oil reserves and sends them to China, who yes. got us in this situation from the beginning with the with the coronavirus. Can someone please explain the logic to me on that, other than lining Hunter Biden's pockets? I mean, I don't well, get it. And also, I had somebody tell me this morning, and I, I came up with the uh, this thing I call the crap touch, which is the reverse Midas touch that the Biden administration has. Uh, everything that was gold, Joe Biden t- touches and turns to crap. Representative, can you tell me a single thing that Joe Biden has made better in the country uh, since he's become the president of the United States? Not one. I mean, if you're if you're taking a look at economics, yes. um, if you're taking a look at the average American family, I, I sincerely can't think of one thing that he has done that will leave the next generation better off than the current generation. Yes. And I don't say that sarcastically yes. or rudely. Listen, we have baby formula shortage, a botched withdrawal from from Afghanistan, historic inflation, gas prices, crisis at the border, a labor shortage. Tell me, tell me what we've done positive. Yeah, tell me, tell me. I can't find anything. Your life is better off. I can't find anything. And the American people are speaking out. The American people are angry about this. Uh, you know, it used to be that 70% of us live paycheck to paycheck. Now we're not making it to the paycheck. And I say that because a lot of people, I don't think anybody, maybe uh, you know of somebody, I don't even think Congress has gotten a 100% increase in pay in the last year and a half. Because that's how much gas prices have increased. Okay? So when well, you are making, you know, if you're lucky getting a 1%, maybe 2% pay, pay raise, then what the hell are you going to do? You're going to get another job. I think a lot of reason that people are going, are, are going back to work, like last week, 370,000 new jobs, is people are having to go back to work. 
Because it, whether they be uh, uh, retired or whether they just have a job or whether they may be dropped out of the workforce, they have to because everything is so prohibitively expensive. Your thoughts? They, they don't have a choice. Think about it. The inflation rates right now is the equivalent excuse me, of a negative $2 an hour. So if you're making $18 an hour with the cost of inflation, you're really only making $16 an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what this administration is doing. People don't have choice, choices. Um, yeah. They can't afford it. So their only choice is to go back to work because they can't afford $5 a, a, yeah. a gallon, five five twenty five a gallon for gas. They, they have medicine. <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't afford that. And they're having to make some really tough choices. And there's a lot of people that don't want to depend on the government, no. right? They, they have pride, and they're going to do whatever it takes to feed their family. Yeah. Unfortunately for a lot of Americans, that means getting a second job. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this. Uh, Friday, the president of the United States did a Ron Burgundy. He he said, uh, repeat again. He did quotes. He read the teleprompter. I suggested that we have all these red flag laws to uh, prevent some people from getting a, a weapon. Yet we've got a guy who you wouldn't give the car keys to in charge of our nuclear weapons. Is it becoming painfully obvious to Congress, both sides, as it was to the New York Times this weekend, that this man is not fit for office? It, it, if it's not clear, they're lying to you. Yes. Because I, I look at my father-in-law, who I love dearly, yes. um, and that's who I see as Joe Biden. Yes. I, I, he's not equipped to run the country, as you said. Yes. Um, and I would say this. There's a lot of members in Congress, um, whether they say it publicly or not. Um, I think the statistic that I saw was 64 of the Democrats don't want Joy, Joe Biden to run for president. Yes. It's because he doesn't know where he's at. No. And that's who's leading our country. And I'll tell you, I've been around the world and had the opportunity to talk to leaders. And if you think that our allies and more importantly, our adversaries don't see that yeah. and aren't going to take advantage of our weakness, you're, you're gravely mistaken. I mean, weakness breeds aggression. Yes. And this guy can't even read. Yeah. Or now, when he does read, he can't <clears throat> figure out what he's supposed to read. Exactly. Um, we are talking to uh, Representative Lisa McLean. We've had some major victories, uh, Representative. I mean, look, at we had Roe v. Wade overturned. We had the voter uh, ID uh, uh, supported. We had uh, kids are, are going to be, parents are going to be able to send their kids to uh, different schools other than public schools when uh, when their schools are, fa- are failing. Uh, you know, we've had win after win after win with the Supreme Court. So where are you feeling about, as we head into November, uh, what are you feeling about the future of the country? Uh, obviously, a lot of bleep is going to hit the fan and they're going to do our very best to destroy the country before then but what is your what are your thoughts about the coming fall and november uh mid midterms um i'm extremely optimistic yeah. is i do think we are going to have a red wave um i think they're going to use this abortion issue to um turn the democrats out to vote but at the end of the day i think people care about the kitchen table issues right People people want to know what is your solution for the supply chain? How are you going to get food on my shelves? How are you going to reduce the cost of gas? I mean, winter here in 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 Michigan, it's kind of expensive to heat your home. Oh dear Lord, um, we we haven't even seen that yet. So Mm -hmm. I I am very very optimistic that we will take the House back. I'm even optimistic that we will take um, the the majority back in the Senate. 
But we have got to come together and we have got to get focused on 2024. Because at the end of the day, you still have this Biden administration that is at the helm and with a swipe of his pen, um, he's already showed that he he doesn't care about the Constitution, you know, the oath that he um, um, swore to uphold. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He'll, he'll say things like, I know this moratorium on mortgages are um, is unconstitutional, but I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, exactly. look at just what he did with Roe versus Wade. Um, he doesn't believe in the Constitution. We have got to band together to really work hard for 2024 to get him out of that office. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you also, uh, while you're doing that, and I think you've got this from your constituents as well, is he wants the people to pay for the bull crap, for the illegality, the lies, the BS, uh, with regard to COVID, with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop, with regard to persecution of January 6th prisoners. I hope that you guys have a full slate of things that you are going to investigate uh, with real evidence, unlike this idiotic January the 6th uh, group of morons. Uh, your thoughts? Um, absolutely. And when we get the House back, we will be able to call some of these people in, in into our committees and actually have some real oversight and actually have some real dialogue on what is going on. I mean, you have the January 6th um, committee. That is a made-for-TV movie. Right. It's a production. It's a, it, it's it's comical. If it wasn't so true, it would. Abso- I mean, it's a joke. It's absolutely comical. <laughs> yes. uh, comical. Yes. I mean, it, it's a complete sham. And save it on the bipartisan. When Nancy Pelosi kicked yeah. the Republican members off uh, like Jim Jordan. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, we, we all know. And, and, you know, we, we all know it's a joke. I, I don't know if you heard this earlier. We got to wrap things up here. But, uh, you know, they, the CDC came out, said that your toddler needs this vaccine, needs a vaccine. You know what percentage of Americans have gotten their toddlers vaccinated after a month of this falderall? 1.4%. So people are not here. They're not listening to the BS anymore, Representative. And I think that's the positive. Listen, we've got to run. I want to thank you for finding the time to talk to us. I know you're busy. And, and I just want to wish you. Godspeed before the election and certainly after the election. Before we go, is there any place that uh, you would like to send people to find out what's going on? I know you have some pending legislation with regard to fentanyl uh, that we won't get into right now, but where can people find uh, information about you and what you're doing for Congress and um, the country? LisaMcLean.house.gov. Um, you can, you know, I'm on all the social media gotcha. outlets, gotcha. um, and I'm happy to speak with everyone. Um, or anyone in terms of what's going on in this country, because what I'm finding is there is a real grassroots movement to take our country back. We believe in capitalism and the free market, and we are in a fight for our lives for it right now. Amen. All right. Have a glorious week. Let's have you on again. Uh, you have, uh, uh, we will open the door to any uh, uh, strong Republican who is willing to fight for the future of the country and the nonsense that's happened the last year and a half, if not the last five years with regard to our previous president. Uh, Representative Lisa McClain, thank you very much. Have a glorious week, okay? Thank you. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. SS Bitanic sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. You've ever seen some uh, video of like North Korean propaganda when they do their newscast? 
Uh, the same thing is happening here. It's just really, I mean, it's really, really uh, absurd. And I think the reason why it's allowed to exist here, and well, uh, there's a couple things going on. There are a lot of people who are too young to know anything about what happened in North Korea or in the Soviet Union or in what's going on in China right now or going on in Cuba. And so they, they have these, uh, these uh, you know, they wear their Che Guevara shirts, even though Che Guevara was a rabid, rabid uh, anti-homophobe. Uh, he murdered uh, homosexuals, you know, rabid communists. But he's handsome. He's so handsome you can put his face on a T-shirt. And so all these uh, kids in college, they think, oh, yeah, okay. And, you know, they hear from their faculty lounge teachers that uh, communism is the best form of government. It just hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, it hasn't been uh, performed the, the proper way. It really is, even though it left 100 million people dead and all this stuff. But there's a lot of uh, nonsense that young people uh, are fed in college. They tend to believe it. And then the, uh, uh, the rest of us kind of go, oh, really? You know, I've been on the planet long enough to know better. And I know a nonsense when I when I recognize. And unfortunately, there are a lot of leftists in the country who remain blissfully ignorant and extremely left of center their entire lives. They never learn anything from life experience. And that just happens. I, trust me, I've got friends that way. They never learn a damn thing from their life experience. They still cling to idiotic ideas that they were taught in college, but the rest of us mature. That said, as soon as uh, the worst-case scenario came out, uh, since the Biden administration has lied to us about every other freaking thing, did it surprise anyone that maybe even uh, the mainstream media would say, ah, a story about a 10-year-old being raped by her father having to leave uh, Ohio and go to, or Indiana and go to Ohio for an abortion on about about two days after the uh, the Roe v. Wade decision was uh, was reversed, I thought it was a little bit too a little bit too much, you know. And I kind of went along. I, I said, you know, well, obviously, duh, if a kid is ten years old, you know, we we got to figure out a way to uh, early on, you know, whatever. Uh, and then I kind of, oh, you know, late Friday, I was like, you know, I just think there's some. I think this is BS. And then I heard the president talk about it. Ten years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. To terminate the presidency. She sneaked across the border to terminate the presidency is what it was. Let's hear it again. Ten years old. He sounded like uh, that guy, uh, Chris Farley's character. Dan down by the river. She was ten years old. Yeah. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. To terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. Now, uh, this just in this morning, uh, the president is doubling down saying she had to ride a big wheel. Could have been a green machine. You're either one way or the other on that. You're going to be either big wheel or green machine. But uh, some people said she had to actually use a big wheel to travel. Uh, problem is, a Bay Area doctor... Um, Oh, actually, no, this is a different story. Uh, but uh, Biden's claim that a 10-year-old rape victim was forced to travel across state lines to get an abortion is being called into question by the Washington Post. The wapo, as it were. The one-source uh, story was provided to an Indiana news outlet by an Indianapolis OBGYN named Caitlin Bernard, who said a doctor in Ohio contacted her about the case. The problem is Caitlin Bernard is a rabid, rabid pro-abortion leftist. I'm going to get to all of the details on this. We don't have enough to uh, enough time to do it justice and then also uh ford lightning versus gas-powered yukon denali pickup truck which one do you suppose lasted longer well let's just say it uh don't waste your money on the money on the electric vehicle if you're planning on towing anything that's all coming up let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show
All right, so the last hour of the show is right ahead. We're going to talk about the F-150 Lightning electric truck versus the Yukon Denali gas-powered truck towing a uh, toy hauler. How well did it do? Also, uh, we've got some uh, word salad from uh, Kamala Harris. We're going to call Joe Biden President Doofy, and I think her name should be Vice President Derp Derp. Uh, because I always use derp derp when some uh, idiot attacks me on social media with something pointless because they're, they're, I don't like to get in this tit for tat on Twitter that is just, uh, you know, honestly stupid. So all this right, derp derp derp. You know, so we got President Doofy and Vice President derp derp. Uh, she delivered some word salad. Also, a California doctor is provo- uh, pro- proposing a floated abortion clinic. It's a floating abortion clinic. So uh, if you can't get an abortion, you can go out and get on the uh, abortion boat. Uh, Jim Gossett has come up with a little number to the tune of uh, Love Boat. Remember that sh- song? If you're a Gen Xer, uh, you'll know the Love Boat. We'll uh, share that all in the next hour. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show, hour number three, right ahead. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour, hour number three of the Rob Carson Show on the way. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the idiocy of the Green New Deal around the world as uh, people are protesting. Also, we'll get to that audio of the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning electric pickup, which nobody who uh, uses a pickup uh, other than just poses as one. Uh, nobody who uses a pickup truck are remotely interested in an electric truck. I'll explain that uh, very shortly. Also, Donald Trump was in Alaska, Alaska over the weekend on Newsmax and a great speech, entertaining speech, a terrific uh, uh, appearance by Sarah Palin, uh, also by uh, Kelly Chewbacca, Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca, not Chewbacca. Anyway, so we'll uh, try to get to all of that before the uh, the show. Uh, the president of the United States fell for this 10-year-old uh, rape victim uh, story coming out of the state of Indiana. Um, and, and here's the thing. I don't take these things lightly, uh, but it was amazing how convenient this story, the worst case scenario with regarding to uh, an abortion, would come out right after Roe v. Wade was rescinded. Was rescinded. But uh, there's a story going around an Indiana news outlet, uh, an Indianapolis OBGYN, Caitlin Bernard, said a doctor in Ohio contacted her about a 10-year-old uh, raped by her father. Uh, detractors cite how Bernard did not name the doctor who contacted her about the incident, nor did the city where the child was located. Others have pointed out that Bernard is a prominent abortion advocate, citing a slew of posts on her social media. On Saturday, fact-checker Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post threw uh, f- further cold water on the claims after watching the president's speech, calling the story very difficult to verify. It's because it's made up of whole cloth. It's a lie. It's a lie. Uh, Biden said, this isn't some imagined horror. It's really happening. Uh, Repeat, it's really happening, end of quote, I think is what he said, actually. The account was given to Bernard by uh, the to the uh, by Bernard to the Indianapolis Star on July the first has since been called into question by a flood of critics who have deemed the claims to be dubious. Uh, it is there would be a name there there would be a there would be a host of information that is not available right now. They are just saying, uh, oh, it happened. You got to trust us. Just believe us, like you, you know, all the other stuff we've lied about. Bernard uh, was the only source for the story, revealed the OBGYN declined to provide details to the Post about the the location of the alleged rape or whether it was being investigated by authorities. The only source cited for the anecdote was Bernard. She's on the record, but there's no indication that the newspaper made other attempts to confirm her account. Because at this point, they're not in the news business. 
The story quickly caught fire, becoming a headline of new babies around the world. I think even the idiots on The View, of course, made a big deal out of it because they're idiots. Uh, increasing aggregate or repackaging reports from elsewhere uh, if it appears of interest to readers. So Bernard remained the only source. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. By law, both physicians and reporters are mandated to disclose evidence of child abuse to police. However, in the days, no arrests in such cases have been reported. Ohio Governor Mike De- DeWine's office said this week that he was unaware of any specific case that, uh, the, that met the uh, claims criteria. White House spokesman uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre has uh, since refused to say it. Biden had confirmed that local law enforcement was seeking the child's attacker. So it was all a bunch of crap. It was all made up. Uh, you know, I've shared my story, which is real. But if I really wanted to, you know, for instance, if I were a, a Democrat, I could say something like not only was my mother, uh, you know, sexually assaulted and I was giving up for adoption, but also I could say something like uh, I was found in a, an egg-shaped spacecraft in a farm field in Iowa and, uh, and raised by a farmer and his wife. Just throw that in there. If I was a Democrat, they'd go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That is 100% trial. Yeah, he came from space to get an abortion because abortion is illegal on this planet. Whatever, I, you know, it, that, that makes about as much sense, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Let's go to uh, Betty in Owings Mills, Maryland. Hello there, Betty, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hello, hello, Rob. I, hello. I, I want to I comment on the little 10-year-old that was impregnated by her father. I, I want to make two points. Number one, most of us pro-lifers, of course are in favor of, of abortion in case of rape or incest. Because that, that child had, just think her innocence, she's been robbed of her innocence, of and, and or to save the life of the mother. Of course. Uh, but the second thing is, uh, the guy, I hope some big criminal charges will be uh, taken up against him, uh, and not a slap on the wrist like three years in jail and five years probation. I think he ought to get about 40 years in jail. And I personally wish they would give him a vasectomy so he never fathers another child. Well, you'd have to go to an imaginary doctor for an imaginary procedure because he's imaginary. That's what I would say. So I think we should take the imaginary perpetrator of the imaginary victim to an imaginary clinic and get his imaginary nub snipped. Why? I think. All right, Betty. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Let's show you how crazy these people are. You know, uh, abortion isn't illegal, by the way. I, I went to uh, uh, my son's, uh, where he went to school, uh, University of Kansas, uh, with my wife this weekend and, you know, got some of his stuff out of his apartment and all that and saw some of the madness of these morons uh, in front of the Catholic Church that hasn't done anything uh, but save lives. Uh, you know, obviously the Catholic Church has its issues as any religion, but to be, to be uh, picketed and screamed at and terrorized or maybe even attempted to be burned down like two churches in, uh, in Maryland were over the weekend uh, is nonsense. Bay Area doctor. San Francisco Bay, thank you. Uh, planning to offer abortions to women on a boat in the Gulf. Dr. Meg Autry is an obstetrician and gynecologist and a professor at the University of California, San Francisco, hoping to offer surgical abortions to women in states like Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama via a vessel on federal waters. 
So you get a little uh, vacation out of it, you know, and you can lose that little, you know, problem you have there uh, in your uh, uterus. So uh, the ship would be based nine miles off the coast of Texas and three from the coast of Alabama. I hope they have water slides and stuff like that on there and and little, uh, you know, shore to shore encounters. You know, after you get your abortion, you might go to some K somewhere, you know, and you go scuba diving or swimming with the dolphins. So anyway, um, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, able to evade those uh, states' restrictions. So they're going to they're gonna say that uh, they want people living in the southern parts of states with restrictive abortion rules to uh, to take a ride on the uh, on the abortion boat. The abortion boat, apparently. Hard to uh, rhyme the word love, but here's Jim Gossett with his version of the abortion boat. Maybe. Come on. The doctor has a new scheme. Say, is that uh, Isaac the bartender? To achieve. Her abortion dreams. Go for the yeoman purser over there. Boat. A place to abort. And then docks there for abortions. Break the law. And defy the court. The death boat. Ta-da-da. The abortion ship it sails today. The death boat <laughs> Let us take all of your cares away And that pesky fetus With a quickie procedure You don't want to miss this chance The law Da-da. Won't apply anymore Not offshore Safe to abort when you're off the shore, it's death. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome aboard, it's death, death. All aboard. There you go. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. And you know what? It, it is remarkable how abortion has become the ultimate, I guess, act as a woman. And I've said this before, uh, an act as a woman uh, to, to be able to abort your baby is the only thing that truly makes you a woman, apparently. Because, you know, obviously uh, birth doesn't mean you're a woman because, you know, you could be a birthing person. But it is, it is remarkable how insane people have been driven over this, uh, this ruling. And I knew it was going to get big and ugly because the Democrats have made it big and ugly over 49 years, saying that any, any attempt to touch Roe v. Wade would be uh, an affront to women's rights, of course, completely, completely ignoring those women who would choose life altogether. And then here's uh, Kamala Harris's weekend. She's just, I mean, dear God, she's uh, Vice President Derp Derp. Here she is talking about a woman's right to choose. She repeats a word frequently. She does this a lot because she's, uh, you know, a Vice President Derp Derp. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Three blurt, believe. Certain issues are just settled. Yeah, Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why... It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, climate change. I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled 
time. That she believes. She believes that she believes that there is a belief about believing in abortion. I think that, to, to, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that yeah, the belief, we yeah. should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues. certain issues are just settled according to the Democrat Party. Once we say it's settled, then seriously, it's all over. End of debate. And that's what they want to do. That's why they've done this on everything. Their thought, your thoughts on, on COVID and the vaccination. Oh, it was settled. They settled it. They settled it. And they settled it so much that they, they said you couldn't have an opinion on it. You couldn't have an opinion on uh, Hunter Biden because that was settled. You, you could not have an opinion on the, saying that there was no Russia collusion with Donald Trump. That was settled, you see. That's what they do. They just say it's settled that you're supposed to walk away. Well, we're not walking away this time. We're not freaking walking away this time. We're not saying, oh, yeah, 10-year-old uh, got pregnant, impregnant, raped by her father. And uh, you know, it was right there, right about the, the age of the heartbeat there. And her only choice is to ride her big wheel from, uh, Ohio to, from Indiana to Ohio so she can get an abortion. Uh, problem. Uh, no arrest record of a father who raped the child, even though apparently they knew who the ba- the child was and the father was and all that. It was nonsense. Uh, a little bit more from uh, a Vice President Derp Derp. I think all of us share... Um, Something that's shared, that you believe in? A deep sense of outrage that the... United is very deep and outrageous. ...United States Supreme Court took... A constitutional right that was recognized. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not a constitutional right. It's not in the Constitution. Not even mentioned in the Constitution. <laughs> Took it Took from it. the women of America. They aborted it. We are now looking at... Roe v. Wade was aborted. Case. Didn't even make it 50 years. Where the government can interfere in what is one of the most intimate and private decisions that someone can make. What will this administration do to try, in the coming months before the election yeah. to codify Roe. To tr- well, I believe we can believe to do something. Try to, through Congress, put into law some of these priorities. The president acted this morning again with an executive order. He remember, he said the 10-year-old went to another state to end the presidency. But we also need Congress to act because that branch of government... I'd like the 25th Amendment to end the presidency. ...is where we actually codify, which means put into law the rights that... Oh, I thought codify was when you like got a cut and you used heat to, to close the wound. Again, we took for granted, but clearly have now been taken from the women of America. Okay, I'm not going to subject you to any more because um, if you're at work, you've probably already lost enough IQ points just hearing her voice to almost prevent you from completing your task today. Uh, we're going to get into the electric truck, the electric gas-powered truck challenge, and the face plant by the electric truck. Coming up next, you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think that, to be very honest with you, I I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. I think she just aborted a thought there. I, I think her brain just kind of went, Geek. okay, we got to end this before I look too stupid. Eh, maybe not. That's uh, President, Vice President Derp Derp Kamala Harris talking about abortion and codifying road over the weekend. And she just discovered that codify doesn't mean a, a, a wound that you're healing or at least a sealing with heat. She thought it was originally, and then she figured it out. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the Green New Deal is a joke. Uh, there are people around the country who are protesting in the Netherlands. Farmers are protesting in mass. I love it. They're shutting down the country, as we probably should do, at least the city of Washington, D.C., uh, because you know what? The food's grown by uh, people who don't live in Washington, D.C. The food is grown by people who don't live in New York City or uh, or Los Angeles who vote Democrat. The food is grown by hardworking people who literally, what was it? I heard that 2% of our population feeds 40% of the world. And uh, in, in Sri Lanka, apparently they have raided the uh, president's residence because uh, the, the government decided they would get rid of uh, uh, f- fertilizer you know, made with petroleum and uh, said that you have to produce all of your uh, produce, all of your everything you grow with uh, or organically. And it's not possible. It's not possible. There's not enough BS there. See, if they were close to Washington, D.C., there'd be plenty of BS, but that's not the case. So it looks like the, uh, the president might have to step down. My, the, the president may have to step down the uh, the the rabble they have um, they have uh, broken down the gates at the the castle and apparently the president lived very high on the hog they were playing in the pool and they were doing all sorts of stuff and that's what's going on around the country because all of this nonsense this new world order uh, green injury energy nonsense green injury that should they should call it green injury. Austria is going to reopen closed uh, coal fire power station despite climate goals. You know why? Because there's no alternative, you morons. Texas is telling consumers to conserve electricity as wind injured energy. Wind injury. I keep saying injury. Uh, energy falls short. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, also known as ERCOT, has warned power consumers in Texas to conserve energy on Monday afternoon and evening because there will not be enough wind to uh, power to operate the power grid uh, reliably in peak demand. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're going to make this go away. We are going to make this go away in November. They're going to really make it a go away in 2024 because it's uh, nonsense. It's all been nonsense from the get-go because there are no electric combines and fishing boats and cruise ships. Most of our uh, almost, what, 100%? No, not 100, but uh, very few of our percentage-wise uh, ocean-going military Ships run on nuclear power. The rest run on diesel. Last time I checked. So it's all been uh, nonsense. It's all been nothing but trying to hobble the economies of the most successful nations in the world. That's what this is all about. So that the elites in power and oligarchs can, can possess all the uh, all of the wealth while, while we live on less. I've been saying this about the American oligarchy for years now. It's what they're trying to do. But this is kind of funny because uh, they decided to test, and nothing against Ford particularly. It's just they have uh, they chose this truck, right? They chose the new uh, Ford Lightning that if you order now, you'll probably be able to get in a year or two. Uh, I'm still waiting on my Bronco that I ordered eight months ago. That won't get to me. Well, no, right now there's no uh, date on it at all, no VIN number. It's just in the ether. First new car in 20 years. But anyway, the new electric truck, the Lightning, was uh, put up against the Yukon Denali. And they were uh, towing a, a toy hauler. It's a camper with uh, on the back side of the vehicle. The end of the vehicle is for, uh, you know, like uh, four-wheel, uh, what I'm thinking of, like uh, dirt bikes and whatnot. And uh, here's, here's the beginning of the challenge between the gas-powered Yukon Denali and the electric Ford Lightning. They're very nice. They're toy haulers. They're also very tall, which means a lot of air resistance. Now, my truck says I can go 
as of now 156 miles on a single charge and i have the navigation wow that's really great 156 miles on your electric truck Wow. I don't think you're going to be taking that thing on vacation anytime soon. Set to a charger in Pueblo, Colorado, which is 147 miles away. Listen to this. It says I'll be there with 6% remaining, but we'll see if that actually comes true. Okay, so they're going to go to Pueblo, where they'll be able to recharge. This is the kind of trips they're going to ha- you're going to have to take because you'll have to figure out where the charging stations are and all that stupid crap. Yeah, it's a little bit unknown because my truck says I have 264 miles of range left. So obviously, that's the Yukon Denali. Uh, I think gas can have an upper hand here. My V8, 6.2 liter. I can almost hear it now and smell the sweet, sweet exhaust. Ethan, what do you think? How far do you think I'm going to make it? Just a note to Democrats: do not smell the exhaust with your garage door closed. Do that outside, maybe just a little sniff, not near the gas pipe, just in the air near the vehicle. On the single charge. Well, that depends because you know I don't know if you connected your commuter valve properly and made sure that your Coil actually. Yeah, the, the thingamajig goes over here in the middle. Uh, the result of the experiment, which uh, didn't end well for the EV just around the corner, also highlights from Donald Trump's speech in Alaska this weekend. You are listening to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go. Um, I just want to remind you, the podcast of the show is now the entire show. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast, and it's all three hours of the show edited down, and uh, you can get it at uh, all your digital platforms. Um, Here is a note from uh, Mendez from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, great job of the news, Max. Keep up the good work. Uh, keep the American people informed with real information. Thank you for everything you have uh, or everything you do. Have a great day. Also, um, I don't think we would have another voice like Rush Limbaugh. Many are almost as good, but not there. But Rob Carson meets the bar and says everything I think. Well, that's not my goal, but you must be a very smart person. Probably very good looking as well. Thank you, Rob. This is the first show I listen to when it comes out. Rob Carson, my number one on the search list. Go, Rob, go. Let's go, Brandon. Drain the swamp. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, so go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, will you? Did a lot of social media stuff this weekend and uh, put a lot of stuff up. Uh, my homemade onion rings video got the most views. <laughs> I also got, you know, despite the politics, I, I found this uh, uh, barbecue grill on the side of the road. Um, it was one of those things where people just put it out on the street. and If you want to pick it up, you can pick it up. And it was just gas grill. And it's a, it's a Dynaglow, right? And these things new are like $400, $500, $600, depending. So I said, okay. And I rolled it down on the house and replaced the guts for about mm, about 80 bucks. Got a brand new gas grill, painted it on the sides, you know. It, brand new grill, 60 bucks, 60 bucks. Looked at another one this week. I thought maybe I could do the same thing, turn it around, sell it for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it was gone. It was, it was too late. It can't save it. I tried CPR and everything. <laughs> I just couldn't save the gas grill. Mm. Group of YouTubers uh, called Fast Lane Truck tested an electric and a gas-powered truck. Put the new electric uh, Ford F-150 Lightning and the GMC Denali Ultimate Edition featuring a gas engine. Uh, This according to the Independent uh, Journal Review. The crew left Longmont, Colorado with the goal of making it to the fast-changing station in Pueblo. 
Uh, anyway, the F-150 charged up. The GMC filled up. The electric truck's computer estimated at 160 miles of range with a toy hauler on the back. It's not a lot of range. A gas-powered truck had a uh, 264 miles of range. The electric truck traveled six miles when the computer had to recalculate the range from 160 to a 50, 150 miles, and it didn't go much better after that. Here's a little bit more from the challenge. I'm going to guess 130 miles, uh, but it could be worse. All right, dude. Well, we're going to hit the highway here, start heading south, and we'll see what happens. So we've gone six miles, and we've lost 10 miles of range already, and now it's saying we're going to reach the Charger in Pueblo that I was hoping to hit at one. And we're hoping and praying for a big hill going down. Percent. And that's come down from 6% in just 6 miles. Yeah. So I think we're going to have to recalculate our strategy a little bit. Maybe stop well before Pueblo. Nah, just go ahead and buy that $80,000 pickup. Oh, no, no. The MSRP says you know, starts at $50,000. Uh, yeah, we don't know how that goes. Here's a little bit more of the, uh, the challenge here. We just crested the 50% mark. We are at 49% state of charge. And we've gone 51 miles. <laughs> we are paying on the money with 1% per mile. Uh, but look, I mean, the trip estimator is still still not really figuring it out. It's saying we have 75 miles of range. At this point, we've been driving 50 miles. It should probably recalculate and figure out, hey, wow. this is not accurate. And now you can see we are not going to make it to... Does it have on the new LED screen, does it say, you're screwed? Does it just flash, you're screwed, you're screwed? Or something like, you're a, such a sucker, you're such a sucker. Our hope to stop in Colorado Springs, which was like 150 miles away, because it's saying we're going to get there with zero. And I bet soon enough it's going to say we're going to get there with uh, negative. Okay. The only people who are going to buy an electric pickup truck are posers. Okay? They're posers. I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you want to rage at me or whatever, I don't care. But if you buy an electric truck, you're buying it because you're a poser. Uh, you're a virtue signaler. Nobody is thinking, oh, this will be a practical farm truck. Oh, yeah, I want to put that uh, low boy with, uh, with bales on the back there. I want to do that. Let's do a horse trailer, honey. Let's put our horse trailer on there and go to the horse show this weekend. We're going to have to stop a little bit more than we expected. Uh, nobody buying an electric pickup is anything but a poser. All right, and I'm standing by that. Here's a little bit more from uh, this face plant. We drove 75 miles south. That's as far as we can make it. There's absolutely nothing for the next basically, what, 40 miles or so? So we had to turn around, and I even... The truck made it 75 miles. I think getting back... On a full tank. Back, you know, what, 10 miles to Castle Rock is going to be a stress, so I've pulled over on the frontage road. We're going to keep the speeds about 40 all right, folks, I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to have to call AAA, and they'll have to bring a gas generator to charge up my truck. We're pretty close to a charger. The truck is not happy, though. It is flashing all sorts of battery low warnings. What about, is it pulling uh, power? Do you have 100% of acceleration? And no, Andre, great question. I'm actually down to 90% of acceleration, so it is starting to pull power, absolutely. <laughs> what a joke. Oh, what a joke. It's like, did you ever see the, uh, uh, Lincoln had a really expensive truck. It was like, it was a pickup. It was the F-150, but they dressed it up like, uh, like a GM is known to do over the past. They had this thing. They took a really crappy Chevy and they tried to make it a, a Cadillac, the Cimarron. I think it was called the Cimarron back in the eighties. And it was a piece of crap. And then back in the seventies, they took a Pontiac Bonneville. Was it a Bonneville? Bonneville? It was, it was, no, it was an Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile Delta 88, and they said they'll make it diesel. 
because that diesel would uh, would uh, be better gas mileage in the Delta 88, which was, by the way, my we had uh, uh, driver's ed when I was in high school, and George Sorensen, he would take us out in the uh, diesel Delta 88 to go for a drive in uh, my hometown of Neola. That was our driving lessons that... Uh, yeah, the only driving lesson you have to go on, you have to go around a tractor on, on the highway. That said, uh, it was a piece of crap, and he read his newspaper the entire time. Didn't even pay attention to me driving. But, uh, but they, they put it in a diesel, and, uh, and GM didn't bother to change the engine. They just left the regular cylinders in there, put a different head on it, and uh, people discovered after they bought this car that um, it was diesel, and the explosions that uh, happen in the cylinder with the diesel are much more powerful. Uh, therefore, the engine's more efficient as far as power to uh, energy. I'm a geek. Did you know? Did I tell you that I'm a geek this way with science stuff? You know, science. Uh, anyway. Uh, it blew the heads off the, the engine and cracked the, uh, the engine block. So that's, uh, that's what happened there. So now they're trying to sell you, oh, back to the Lincoln, the Lincoln uh, pickup truck. Yeah, the Lincoln pickup truck. It's like $70,000. This is a minute, probably 15 years ago. Nobody but opposers bought the, bought the Lincoln pickup truck. Nobody, nobody worth their salt who has a pickup truck for what it's used for, which is hauling things, you know, unless you're a poser. And right now, let's face it, really, what electric vehicles are all about, they're, they're all virtue signaling platforms. Uh, you know, I, I live in, uh, in Olathe, Kansas, Olathe, Kansas, near Kansas City, Johnson County, and I see all these Teslas driving around here. And so they, this BMW electric car, I had this thing. It was, a, it was virtue signaling on the kind of like, oh, you drive a whatever. And then I'm, I, you know, I just want to say, guys, you're charging your vehicle from a power station that's that it, we, we have a coal-fired power plant literally 15 miles south. You can almost see it from here. And this train track that you just crossed in your EV that you had to stop because the arm was down as the train went by going south, uh, it was full of coal to power your EV. Thought you should know. Just honestly. I just, I'm done with this, this green bullcrap. Uh, done with this electric vehicle bullcrap. Uh, if you want an electric vehicle, great. Right now, me personally, do I want an electric vehicle? Uh, no, never in a million years. Not right now. No, they're real quick. They're kind of fun. But uh, in case you didn't just hear, they're worthless for long term trips. They're worthless for hauling anything. And I went the other day. I went up the other day. There's a there's an Oldsmobile dealership or a Buick dealership name near me. And they got three of those new Hummers. Three new Hummers all in a row. They're all white. The new Hummers and the sticker price on these Hummers is. Are you ready? This is the sticker price. $130,000. You know what they're selling it for? $270,000. You know why? Because of the supply chain that Pete Buttigieg is supposed to be fixing that he's not. Still broken. Going to take you a couple years to get a car if you want a new car, depending on the car. And because the dealership feels they can get away with it. And uh, I said no. Not interested. But that car, did you realize that a full-sized Hummer H2 the really big, ugly one that everybody kind of wanted in the 90s, but now you're like, oh, dear God, I'm so glad I didn't buy that. That car weighed 5,600 pounds. That's gigantic. You know what the new electric Hummer weighs? You're thinking, oh, well, if it's efficiency, it's certainly 4,000, maybe 3,000. What do you think? 9,000 pounds. It weighs 9,000 pounds. 
So uh, if you get that vehicle, and, and say, for instance, you take an electric vehicle that weighs 9,000 9, pounds and a gas vehicle that weighs 9,000 pounds. Now, how much energy does it take to run both of them? Go ahead. The same amount. You can't make it up. If you are going to move 9,000 pounds, 1,000 feet, it's going to take a certain amount of energy, whether it's a gas engine or an electric engine. But the problem is electric engines don't perform very well when they're stressed with payload and also, I don't know, in places like when there's cold weather. Dear Lord, have I made my point? I think I have. Let's let Ron in Annapolis put an exclamation point on it. Uh, Ron, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thought on EVs? Uh, I think they're a joke. I was in the, one of the first Marine Corps units that ever got lithium battery-powered radios 30 years ago. <laughs> yes. And they told us, if you think you've been hit with a bullet near your radio, lithium batteries, drop it and run. Best what? case... The toxic fumes will kill you, and worst case, it'll explode upon impact, and you will die. And they don't tell these people, these morons out there that are doing this stuff with these electronic vehicles. And the other thing is, my second point is, I, don't, I wasn't around in 1915 when, you know, the Model Ts were starting to be bought. Or when Joe Biden was uh, born, yeah. I, I don't remember that the, the federal government started building gasoline stations for Henry Ford so his cars Thank could you. run on the road. 100%. But Mr. Magoo, Mr. Magoo, our current president, <laughs> he, he, uh, he funded the building of electric battery charging opera operations on the interstates. I think I that was... I know. What I know, Ron. Ron, it, listen, unless people don't, uh, unless people want it, unless there's a demand, you cannot just produce a supply and expect people to demand it. it it's, it's idiotic, Ron, and I greatly appreciate your, uh, your call today. I love, it. I love uh, Annapolis. I, I need to get back. I really love that town. Hate the, uh, the uh, Maryland General Asylum. Which is the uh, you know the uh, the governing body of the state of uh, of Maryland? Um, I've got a little bit more, little 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 bit more on this, and then a little bit from Donald Trump's uh, speech in Alaska coming up in just a moment. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. Let's go to Dave in Santa Cruz, California, home to our glorious affiliate, KSCO. He wants to talk about electric vehicles. And, uh, Dave, uh, let me ask you first, what's uh, gas price in Santa Cruz this morning? Um, Afternoon. Uh, thank you, or, Rob. Uh, it's about uh, 6.30, 6.40, <laughs> wherever you, you know, depending on where you go. Yes. And what are your thoughts on electric vehicles? Well, what I wanted to say is I agree with you. Um, I'm glad you brought up Sri Lanka. Most people don't think that affects them, but basically the globalists destroyed that country yeah. full of exportable resources. They're trying to do it in Holland, the second yeah. largest exporter of food, of food. Yeah. And then this whole electric vehicle thing, just like what you said, if someone wants one, they can have one. But the aluminum, the copper, I mean, 
people don't realize what's happening. All the heavy metals, all the heavy metals that are incredibly toxic and where the battery's going. The, the wheels are falling off of this, Dave. They really are. The wheels are falling off this nonsense. Food production. They're going, it's happening right I now. Know. This is not conspiracy theory. I know. Look at Hoffman. Look at Sri Lanka. It's happening right now. Yeah, it's time to raise some hell, Dave. I appreciate your phone call, brother. Uh, one more call here. Ed in Pasadena. Hello, Ed. Uh, you're going to be the last call of the day. Go right okay. ahead, my friend. Make it good. Okay. So um, there's something that people don't realize. Uh, gasoline cars get their heat from the cooling system. The electric vehicles don't have a cooling system. They require an electric heater to heat up. So running the battery down just to yes. get heat is going to decrease their range That's to begin true. with. And if it's below zero, the efficiency of these batteries is down by 38%. So it's even, and it, they're great in the summertime, but now when the winter comes, people just don't realize that. Can you see all these, uh, all these libs uh, forcing their SIG others to sit in the passenger seat with mittens and, and hats on? And we got to save our battery power. <laughs> Uh, and you know what else, Ed, you don't know? Uh, if you want to put EV charging stations that would fulfill all of the fueling needs of the average gas station or convenience store, you'd need about 10 acres per store. Did you know that, Ed? Wow, no, I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's, it's just stupid. It's stupid. Ed, thanks for the call, man. Do appreciate it. Uh, here is uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he was on Newsmax. Newsmax, yes. Newsmax in Alaska, and he was on Fuego on a Saturday night right before my show. Thank you. Uh, here's the president talking about uh, Joe Biden being the worst president in our history, which, by the way, is, uh, is now really true. I won't forget we're going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi's political career once oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and then put them all together, mix them all up. <laughs> and they would not have done the incredible damage that Joe Biden has done to our country in less than yeah. two short years. It's true, and everybody knows it. 88% of the country knows it. Here's the big line of the night. Was it about the economy? No. Was it about, uh, you know, uh, fossil fuels? No. Was it about uh, Donald Trump saying, I'm thinking about running again? Now, in Alaska, we didn't have to worry about it because we won. We won by so much, you know. We didn't worry about it, did we? twice i won twice i did much better the second time than i did the first believe it or not getting many many millions more votes than we did in 2016 that's a conspiracy and he's getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far yep here we go and now with the approval of the great people of alaska we may have to do it again oh there you go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just went on for like five minutes after that because, you know, they want him to run again. And uh, you can always tell who the biggest threats are to uh, the Democrat Party because they go bat guano crazy and they start lying about everything. Uh, Donald Trump is still a gigantic threat to the Democrat Party. They're still, well, obviously, with uh, the January 6th hearings continue the joke. 
that continues after the face plant they did last week with a with a false witness who I hope that uh, the Republican Party will go after for uh, lying. Uh, so they always broadcast who they're the most afraid of. They're really terrified of uh, a woman's right to choose life, for instance, among other things. So uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and take a break. We'll come back to wrap things up in just a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Here's Sarah Palin at the Trump rally in Alaska over the weekend. And I knew, out of all of them, because I knew them all. She was talking about the uh, presidential field with Republicans when Donald Trump ran in 2016. He was the only one who had the balls to take on the fake media, fake news, and to take on Hillary Clinton. (laughs) And he did it for you. He did it. Uh, you know, and honestly, in American politics right now, uh, particularly among the Republicans, uh, oddly enough, in this time where we're debating, you know, what is male and female, most of the time it's the women who have the balls in Congress. <laughs> that's, that's just the way it is. All right, that's going to do it for the show, guys. Check out the podcast, all three hours of this show. If you missed a single second of it, you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Uh, if you would leave a five-star review, that would be absolutely awesome. Have a glorious day. Uh, police and first responders, we love you guys. We support you 100%. Also, you military members serving and uh, retired at living and deceased. And you, of course, God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. It's going around. It really is. See you then.